Hey YouTube, JL76Gaming and welcome to Desert Island Games um, This is a new series on my channel um, It's a, an idea I've been sitting on for a while but it's just took me a while to get round to it, round to it because it's a, it's a kind of big project My initial idea was just to have it as a one-off show um, and then invite people to do video responses or comment below but it's since expanded and I've decided I'm going to make it a, a regular series and I'm going to probably do a show at least once a month uh, where I invite a different person on each show and they get to talk about their choices. Now talking about the choices, this is obviously based on Desert Island Discs which is a long running series on BBC Radio 4 I think it is, currently presented by Kirsty Young. Uh, and basically, a celebrity, a different celebrity each week is invited onto the show, and they get to pick their eight pieces of music, a book, and a luxury item, uh, which has to be inanimate. And it, the luxury item can't allow you to communicate with the outside world. So I'm basically going to do it under the same kind of format, but instead of eight pieces of music, it's going to be eight retro games. Now for clarity. Um, probably controversial, but the, I'm going to class retro as anything older than 10 years old. So yes, you can have PlayStation 2 games as long as they're 10 years or older. I know there's been a lot of debate about this in the community, but that's just the rules I'm going to stick with for this show. So you pick 8 retro games, uh, 1 book and a luxury item. And each show I'll talk to the guest about their choices. Before I go on to my choices, which is going to be the first show, uh, a big thanks and shout out to Harry Yak. Harry Yak made this um, picture you see in the background for me, and was just the bits that he did it for me, so thanks again Harry. Anyway, on for the show, and this is my choices coming up. These choices aren't in any particular order, but as you can see from on the screen my first choice is Desert Strike or to give it its full title Desert Strike Return to the Gulf I had this on the Commodore Amiga but this version you look at now is the Sega Mega Drive because that's the version I've got at the moment I was only about 15 when this game came out I think it came out in the Mega Drive first but I got it maybe a year, two years later on the Commodore Amiga because um, I didn't have a Mega Drive so it's a shoot 'em up where you have to take control of a AH-64 Apache helicopter, which is armed with chain guns, hydras, and hellfires. I think you only got eight hellfires, which were the most powerful uh, weapon you had. Um, almost unlimited chain guns and not so many hydras, but not a not bad amount. There's a great um, storyline to this, and um, it was a mission-based game. You got to pick your own co-pilot, and if you rescued a co-pilot during the game, you get to pick that co-pilot. That actually made a big difference. So yeah, great memories of this, of this one, and I loved it. Championship Manager 93 by Domark. Still to this day, I think it's my favourite version of Championship Manager, or Football Manager. The Football Manager these days, um, it's, just, it's too much. It's, it's too much info, and it's too much going on. I, I prefer a simple management game and Championship Manager 93 fits the bill. Now I actually first heard, heard of this um, through an Atari ST magazine. 
I had uh, I got an Atari ST from somebody I can't remember who I got it from, but it didn't work. So I was always going to get around to getting it fixed, but I never ever did. But meanwhile, while I was waiting to get it fixed, and I bought an Atari ST magazine. I can't remember what it was called, Atari ST user or something, and I was flicking through it. Sorry, and I seen this review, and I thought I've got to get this. It looks brilliant. So I ended up um, getting a Commodore Amiga just to get this game. Uh, I got a Commodore Amiga off my, my first college bursary and I spent hours upon hours playing this game. The only drawback is you could only manage, manage in England. But there was an Italian version of the game which I also got, Championship Manager Italia. And funnily enough, a funny story, well not a funny story but something cool. Um, I got the 93-94 update. I bought it from, I think it was Virgin. And inside the box was a free copy of Fever Pitch by Nick Hornby. Incidentally, I don't have that game anymore. But yeah, absolutely love this one. Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. What can I say? The hours I've put into this game and all its predecessors is um, quite unhealthy. Gran Turismo was and always has been a PlayStation exclusive. Um, I've got every game in the series, um, in fact I specifically bought a PlayStation 3 when I already had an Xbox 360 just because I wanted this game, or Gran Turismo 5 I should say. But anyway this is about Gran Turismo, um, absolutely loved that game, I, I, I loved trying to do all the license tests and all the cups and progressing through the game so you could do the endurance races where you actually had to sit for uh, obscene amount of time racing around the high speed ring 300 times or something. Um, lots of tracks in this, uh, you had the lights of uh, high speed ring and trial mountain which is my favourite. And I loved spending a lot of time customising the cars and getting it up to like, 989 horsepower. You could get one of the Nissan Skyline or something. And I think my favourite car in the whole game was the Toyota Supra, uh, Castro sponsored car. Um, that was an, an absolute beast. Um, I can't remember what race you had to do to unlock it, but when you unlock that, it just beasted everything. Anyway, that's Gran Turismo, definitely one of my favourite racing games of all time. Ah, Cannon Fodder. How I loved this game. Uh, this was by the much missed Sensible Software, who also closed on Sensible Soccer, and the very underrated sensible golf. What I loved about these games was they were cute and they had absolutely brilliant intro tunes. They, they were just genius. Um, so this is a little shoot em up. Basically you take your wee guys through various stages and call the enemies and blah 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 but um, it's just it's so easy to pick up and play. Um, I had it on the Amiga and the PC. I've still got it on the PC, but I've, I've not got DOSBox installed or anything like that. But I, I must, I must get that fired up, or uh, maybe even get the Mega Drive version because it was also out for Mega Drive and various formats. Now you you recruited um, new, mem new, new members of your team. Um, every time somebody died, uh, a new member came in. Um, you didn't save it on the disc, it gave you a password uh, to save your progress. Uh, and I also remember becoming very attached to my little guys. Um, 
I actually felt genuinely sad when it came up at the end of the mission and it told you who had died during the mission, the mission and sorry, the mission, can't speak tonight. And it was always particularly frustrating when you, one of your guys had ranked up all the way to the top and you, and you lost him. Yeah, I was very, very fond of Jules and Jops and Stu and all the gang. Cannon Fodder, if you've never played it, please go and get it, it's brilliant, as is Cannon Fodder too. Which leads me on to Sensible World of Soccer, which came out on the Amiga and the PC. My happiest memories of playing this is actually probably on the Amiga, but I did play a, a hell of a lot of it on the PC as well, latterly. latterly. Sorry, I'm getting really tongue-tied tonight. Um, I can't be bothered re-recording. Anyway, yeah, I enjoyed the Amiga version um, so much. Um, now, some of you might be wondering why I didn't pick Sensible Soccer, the original game which came out for Amiga, Mega Drive and formats like that. Yeah, well, that game was absolutely brilliant and I loved it. Sensible World of Soccer um, just expanded on it. Um, it had thousands and thousands of teams. And in fact, it had so many teams. Uh, probably almost had every team in the world. Um, even right down to Scottish Division 3, <laughs> my, my local leagues. Um, and the, the customization you could do and you create, own, create your own tournaments was brilliant. You could have a mixed mash of um, like um, knockout format and group stages, and I have brilliant memories of just creating really crazy tournaments where the first round would have 64 teams, and then it would whittle down to 56 teams, and you'd end up playing about 200 games in a, in a tournament or something like that. Um, and I always played this against my brother, and we used to fight like cat and dog over this, mainly because I was better at it than what he was. But he was always accusing me, accusing me of cheating and things like that. But I never cheated. I was just far, far superior to him at the game. Uh, this version you're looking at at the moment is uh, on the Xbox Live. Um, that's the only version I've got at the moment. I've not got the Amiga or PC version at the moment, but essentially this is it. But in this version, they've changed the names because back in the day they had real names, but in this version they don't seem to have it. But Sensible World of Soccer, fantastic. Grand Theft Auto Vice City, perhaps a controversial choice, and uh, whether or not PlayStation 2 is retro or not is a debate for another day. Um, the rules of this. Data Island Games is if it's 10 years older, it's retro. So therefore, I get to pick Grand Theft Auto Vice City because I had to pick it's at least one version of Grand Theft Auto. And I think this possibly is my favourite version. Maybe Grand Theft Auto 5 just, that's just come out might top it, but Grand Theft Auto Vice City is absolutely brilliant. Getting in the 1980s, so that's that makes it pretty retro in itself. It takes an already brilliant game in Grand Theft Auto 3 and makes it even better, sets it in a new city, adds a brilliant soundtrack, great new missions, um, boats, helicopters and motorbikes and it just makes this one of the best games of all time and I just had to have a Grand Theft Auto in my collection. Not much more I can say in Grand Theft Auto, it's brilliant, if you've not got it, where have you been? Monk. Monkey Island 2. 
with Chuck's Revenge. Why Monkey Island 2 and not Monkey Island 1? Well, it was a tough choice, um, but I think mainly, mainly the reason I picked this one is because I think I played this one first. I think I played this one before Monkey Island for some reason. I remember I bought it just after I got my Amiga off my bursary. Uh, I bought it off uh, some guy in my college course, um, even though I hadn't played the first one. I was always uh, an adventure fan anyway. Um, I, I think before this I had um, Police Quest and Leisure Suit Larry. Um, so this was a, a delight. Um, and it was so much better than those two games. Even though I loved those two games, this was so much better and funnier and nothing I've ever seen before, humour-wise. But I did have this before Monkey Island and that's probably why I picked it because it's, it holds great memories for me. Controversial entity to the game which I won't go into in case you've, for whatever reason you've not played it. Uh, but I'll leave you with, with this thought on Monkey Island 2. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Outrun. I think everybody loves this game. Um, I think I can speak for all of you when I say that. Now this is probably, no not probably, this is the only game in my choice of eight that I actually played in the arcade and my memories of this game are of playing it in the arcade. Um, this was always one of my go-to machines in the arcade when I was on holiday and stuff. Um, this and Track and Field, or was it Dale Thompson's Decathlon? No, I think it was Track and Field. But that was the two games I always went to. I used to sit in that big machine and put my 10 pences in it and play it for a long time until my parents came and found me. I didn't actually have a version of it for a home console until a couple of years ago. I bought it for the uh, Xbox 360 Live. Loved that version of it, but when I got my Sega Mega Drive uh, a few months ago, uh, I needed to get the original, uh, and I did get it, and I play it all the time and actually to the point where I've became obsessed with the game I've got lots of other versions of it but it is part of the Sega what is it I can't remember the name of it it's a Sega compilation um, where the game is remade uh, I've got it for PlayStation 2 I've got that's Outrun Coast to Coast uh, I've got Turbo Outrun I've got Outrun Outrun 2019 uh, but the ultimate version is Outrun and that is my final game, and what a good game to end on. On to my luxury item, now that my games have been chosen. And my luxury, luxury item would have to be a guitar, and a learn how to play guitar book. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to play the guitar. I'm not really naturally talented at these things though, but I figure if I'd play a time on a desert island, I could at least get some basic skills. I actually first owned a guitar about three years ago, I think about three Christmases ago, I got my wife to buy me one for Christmas. Uh, mainly inspired by playing Guitar Hero, I thought, how hard can it be, I'm going to get a guitar. Since, she bu since she's bought me it, I've had it out about twice, uh, which is the same, but I will use it, it's a long term investment. Uh, I will use it, but if I go to my desert island, I'll take the guitar with me and I'll finally sit down and learn it. Finally, my book. And there's a lot of books I could have picked. But I've not really been a massive reader in my life. 
Um, I, I go through phases where I'll, I'll just read and read all the time, and then I'll go through phases where I don't pick up a book for, for months and months. Um, I've I've got to quite enjoy, uh, reading books on my iPad over the last year, and I've got a few good ones, but the one I'm going to pick is uh, the Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, thirteen and three quarters. I've read this book at least twenty times, and I could probably pick it up right now and read it again because. It's just really well written, and how Sue Townsend gets into the mind of a, a young teenage boy, I'll never know, but she does a good job of it, and it's quite funny in places, and sad in places, and it's just a really, really good book, and it's my go-to book. Um, I've got, I also own the, the Grown Pains of Adrian Mole, um, and I think I own the Ca- Adrian Mole the Cappuccino Years. I bought that one for 10 pence in the book sale and work. I've not read it yet, but I will do. I will get around to it. I've got, I've actually got a pile of books, um, like actual physical books and books from my iPad that I've not read yet. So I, I really need to catch up with that. But yeah, Adrian Mole is my book of choice, and that's all my choices for Days at Island Games. Uh, I hope you, I hope you've enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoy the concept of it. Uh, I'm going to have my first show in the next week or so. Uh, I've got my first guest lined up, but I'll save that for the show. That'll be a surprise. I've got a very special guest. And I hope to get more people on as the weeks go on. Um, so that's my plan anyway. Thanks for watching. Please like, comment, subscribe, and I'll see you on the next Desert Island Games. <laughs>